Thank you all for tuning in to the latest episode of the What's Halpernering podcast. I'm Trevor Halpern. Uh, today, my guest is none other than Brian C. North. Um, uh, if you know the real estate industry in Phoenix, you know who Brian is. So um, I'll leave I'll leave those introductions to him. Uh, to me, Brian's far more than just uh, just a, a fantastic real estate agent and uh, um, practitioner and brokerage owner. Um, B to me, dude, you you um, you're my mentor. Like y- you are my mentor. No one else is my mentor other than my dad in life. You're the one who has taken a defined, definitive interest in me and my success, you and Steph, and you specifically what you've built in your business and given me and the people that you've aligned yourself with from the Zanzibars to the Owls and said, this is the way I live and I like it and it's good And here. Do you want to live like this? And then for me to take it and, and live with my family like this and to learn from the people um, that you've learned from and for me to get the benefit of not only learning from them, but learning from you. Dude, it is a crazy world that I've joined when I joined North & Co. three years and got into your world and your mindset. So thank you for everything that you've built and thank you for sharing and thank you for giving this to me and my family, man. Yeah. It means a lot. My pleasure. I've tried to give it to a lot of people and um, there's very few that have taken it and done with what I've wanted to share the way that you have. So. Um, I'm stoked to be here. I'm stoked to be able to share with other people so they can know what we've been up to in our friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the best relationships are those that reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And I think we had a conversation late one night, a week or two ago. And I think I hung up the phone saying to you, it was much of a takeaway for me in this check-in as it was for you. So uh, we're winning in this friendship and I'm looking forward to uh, to a lot more. Yeah, yeah So it's good to be here. I love it, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming, yeah. man. Um, uh, you know, we just we just freewheel in here and and just <laughs> sling it. It's, in it's funny. My favorite way. Well, dude, I love you know so much of 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 people putting stuff like this together is like agenda driven. Like, what yeah. are we going to talk about today? Yeah. It's like, dude, I shot you a text and told you like, there's no dress code and no agenda. Sure. And then what you said before we even got on was like, dude, for me to show up like this, yeah. um, I love the journey. Like the three years or so that I've been three plus that I've been a part of Northco and 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 in your in your sphere, in your world. I've seen the, a change in you and your direction that's been really cool to watch and and see you continue your path of growth. And like me in my world, if people aren't growing and moving, like I just, I, I'm just not really interested. Totally. And like, like, so to see where you're going and what you're doing and to hear like, cause you give concerted effort and thought to your, to your movement through the universe. And you even decided recently, and I saw that post, dude, and it touched me. Um, you're like me calling it instead of God, the universe. Instead uh, of the universe, the, the God. universe instead of God. Yeah. Like it, it, it changed things. What is like the last year? What is this journey? I mean, dude, honestly, it's like the last year, 18 months or so that I've seen and probably even more accelerated in the last eight, 10 months. Like you just coming into, coming into more of you. Yeah. What's that about? Um, well, you know, one of my favorite sayings is pain accelerates growth. And, um, I ended a 20 year relationship, uh, about two and a half years ago, or at least started the process of ending that relationship, which was the single biggest failure of my adult life. And, um, during that time I went through, uh, you go through a myriad of emotions and thoughts. Uh, part of it is this has to happen in order for me to be able to grow and move forward. Uh, and then there's uh, when there's children involved, there's a conversation uh, about regret that happens, fear of regret. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a level of uh, hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Here I'm a mentor and a coach and a leader to so many that say, you know, if you're faced with adversity and you're faced with challenge, you know, mental mindset and a little bit of fortitude can work your way out of anything. Mm-hmm. Yet here I am failing in the thing that I think most of us would say are the most important in our lives, which is family. And so uh, that process has taken me through, the process of, of the failure of that relationship has taken me through uh, a, a massive search on self-awareness. If you would have quizzed me two and a half years ago about how I was doing in the relationship, I would have been very proud of myself. And in the midst of the failure, Mm -hmm. uh, it's really, well, at the beginning of the failure, it's really easy to place blame and point the finger. Mm -hmm. Because all the things I was doing right, and she just missed it all. Mm -hmm. She didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Um, if, If you wanna embark on trying that again, 
and that is another relationship, then there you start with a self-audit or a self-awareness that takes two to tango. Yep. And so at the point that you start down the path of it takes two to tango, then there has to be uh, a realization around what I wasn't doing right in the relationship. And it wasn't until I started working with my therapist uh, and coach, Kathleen Thorin is her name, uh, that she really helped to shed light on uh, what my... Uh, I'm going to use technical terms in what she would describe what my outdated strategies were for working through relationship. And um, I almost called them flaws or deficiencies right. is what I almost called yeah. them. But I heard her say they're not flaws and they're not deficiencies. We all have them. They're just outdated strategies that I didn't know that I had. And so as soon as I was able to, to get in tune with what those outdated strategies were and revel in the self-awareness of what I had, what I what I would now generically say did wrong, but really it was just a self-awareness around what those outdated strategies were and that what I had done in the past doesn't define me in the future and that I, I'm allowed to update those strategies so that I can be productive in my next relationship. It really um, allowed me an opportunity to be okay with myself mm -hmm. for the first time mm -hmm. um, and understand that uh, a lot of what got me here in this world isn't going to get me there. And that really sent me down the path of uh, an inner self journey um, that you've seen over the last two years. Dude, it's so it's so interesting. I mean, it, it, what you just said is almost like a reprogramming of the like the root software. That's exactly you know? what it is. And that's what um, Al has mentioned that to me. It's like the, 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 the boot up software, like you've retooled it because of you were so used to those outdated strategies that software wasn't working anymore. You needed, you needed a, an OS update or yeah. whatever, you know? And that's, what's so interesting is that, you know, you mentioned something I've been dealing with, with, with some things in, in, in my life where someone important in my life, um, got bogged down in, in their past and couldn't get past it and couldn't work through it because their programming was, this is me mm -hmm. and sure. I can't, this is just the way it's going to be. And like, I, once I realized that, once I realized they couldn't get around that, it was like, man, you, you, you're getting in your own way. And they're like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And well, it's like, okay. The first profound reading that uh, book that I read during, you know, at the beginning of this journey was uh, The Power of Now. Dude. Eckhart Tolle. And um, I mean, the understanding of how we work within our pain, our pain body, and that most pain shows up in the past or the future, mm -hmm. and that most humans operate in pain because we can easily identify with it, um, really helped me to understand uh, how much I was lost in past and future, and how, unfortunately, my identity became rooted in past or future. Mm -hmm. um, I just finished Date with Destiny, Tony Robbins, last week. And in there, it says, if you want to uh, change your life, update your story, right? And so, so many of us uh, stay and reside in that old story that we had that, mm -hmm. you know, this is what we were, and that means it's who we are for the rest of our life. And uh, for me, understanding how people get rooted in the past is now, uh, it's clearly defined for me. I, I become annoying for people close to me in my life, uh, of which I I have few now, which is part of my mm -hmm. new, uh, the new version of me. I mm -hmm. mean, really is, um, I've gone so, uh, inward that I don't have a lot of, you know, outward exchange, but for the, yeah. the people close to me now, I'm like, you know, that's pain body, that's past, that's future. Uh, none of that exists. There's a lot of conversation I have like, that doesn't even exist. What you just said literally doesn't even exist. Uh, second book that I read that followed the power of now was breaking the habit of being yourself. Mm. And, uh, it's by jo Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. And that's a reprogramming of the subconscious. Really. It's, uh, literally he goes into the depth uh, that the, the depth of which we can create with or without our mind and attachment or unattachment is such that we can reprogram our DNA. Whoa. Yeah. And, uh, and when you understand his teachings from a scientific level, it's quantum science, mm -hmm. um, then uh, it really will shed light on the power of our mind and the way that we're thinking and how much um, detachment it creates from the people and the things closest to us because we're so detached from ourselves in reality. Interesting. Um, That's, it's an interesting path. And it, it, it's interesting to think through, you know, that, that whole thing you're talking about, oh, that's in the past, doesn't exist, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and, and yet we, we, without that understanding, 
we allow certain balls and chains to to continue to weigh us down. Sure. And and then you know there's an interesting thing that happens too when you realize oh this is a ball and chain and I'm allowing it to weigh me down. When you do finally cut it, then you're like, shit, I feel a little guilty, or like should I've done like I, like sometimes there's that moment of recognition like man should I feel worse about this? Mm-hmm. But it's like if you take the emotion out and you look at it logically, what like what how is this relationship or this set of circumstances advancing, you know me? How is this making me feel? Am I doing this out of you know guilt, expectation, obligation, burden? Am I doing this out of like? Um, something that isn't serving me in my immediate core. Yep. And like you, man, my core has shrunk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a byproduct of COVID, right? We just had to like hold up for a hot minute. And then you and then you start, you know, shedding. I don't know, man. I, I don't I mean, I think it, it's easy. I, I would challenge that it's uh, easy to uh, point to COVID. Mm-hmm. But you too have been on a journey of self-exploration mm-hmm. and growth in a way that you haven't been since we met. And I'm sure maybe COVID highlighted it, but I mean, look, if you were still doing all the same things you were doing Mm -hmm. then, you'd still be doing all the same things now. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so there's a part for me where maybe COVID, I think COVID just accelerated the growth. I I think you're right because COVID, because for me, COVID just increased the the isolation and the narrowing down, like you had to pick your tribe. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's been such a, it's been such a ride. So, dude, I think you're right from the acceleration standpoint. I remember there was a time when in the beginning of this, um, uh, as I was like in my office and I, I think I sent you a text. Maybe I called you and I was like, I'm in here like ripping my business apart and like look into the future. And I'm like, should I feel weird about being excited about this, this pause and opportunity? Yeah. You're like, no, man, go like yeah. run with it. Yeah. Um, so this whole I mean whether like your journey, whether whether my journey has been accelerated in the last 8, 10, 12 months or uh, whatever forces that is, there's it's it's palpable, man. Yeah, it's a this will be a time that we'll history will talk about. Mm-hmm. You know I think I so, mean? too. Yeah, I mean, it's a this is a to me, this is the opening of the next industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is we're ripe for the, it, everything, you know, should you feel bad about um, that people are being physically affected, uh, you know, by, by it. I mean, you shouldn't feel bad about it. Is it something that, you know, as an empath, if you have any empathy that we might feel bad about and, you know, we, we extend condolences to those who are dealing with Mm -hmm. what we're dealing with. Absolutely. But in terms of, you know, being, having the awareness around, you know, what change this has created and what opportunity for evolution is before us, no way. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is go time right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that that's, that's along your, your path. Uh, what did Kathleen say? It's a, it's, um, uh, updated strategy, updated strategy. That's well, it. dude, I mean, I love that. Like when you said that it impact, it hit because it's like your strategy guy, no. you know, when you, you, you sit at the helm of a powerful brokerage in town and you've sat at the helm of a powerful team, you've worked, you've worked all these angles in this business and you've gotten to where you are because of continuing to update your programming yeah. and see what's out there in the business world. So then to take that and just boom, bring that down to your personal life had to be a, a, just a, just a revolution. Yeah. I mean, what, what, if what I found is, um, the business world's pretty simplistic, actually the gaping hole is in the personal development space, mm-hmm. right? It's like, uh, you know, me, I always talk about finding the empty parking space. Mm-hmm. It's, a uh, from the book scale, um, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman talk about this concept of the empty parking space. And, um, you know, for me, it's easier to pull into an empty parking space than it is a full one. Mm -hmm. You know, I I probably am not going to go back and try and get a Harvard degree, Mm -hmm. right? uh, An Ivy League degree. Mm -hmm. I can't go back and go to the, you know, the best high school in town. Um, uh, I'm I'm probably not going to go learn finance, uh, you know, as a foreign language, which in hindsight, I would have, that would have been my choice. I wished I would have gotten a finance degree. And so for me at this stage of my life, it's like, I have enough in the street, like book, like street smart, uh, business moxie at this point. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, if I'm really going to compete at a high level, where is the gaping hole? Where's Mm -hmm. the empty parking space? Mm -hmm. And it's in the personal development space, especially at, as soon as there's some level of perceived success, then our ego really starts to fire. And it's like, I got it all figured out. 
You yeah. know what I mean? And so uh, as soon as that starts to happen, that's where the demise of, of growth and business and success starts to happen. And for me, it's been like just continuing to humble myself mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis. And I've found the most growth in the last two years almost exclusively in the personal development space. Another beauty though, by way of, of hiring, attracting, hiring such a plastic word, but uh, attracting people better than you at your Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. I can afford to take time to work on personal development because Mm -hmm. I tucked my ego and found people better than me at the aspects of the business that needed me to let go sooner, mm-hmm. accounting being right. one of them, right. you know right. what I mean? Right. Um, and so, uh, but now, man, there's a gaping hole in the personal development space and, and you're gonna see us, to me, you'll laugh when I'm like, and you're gonna see us really ramp up at North & Co there. You're like, oh, y'all ramp up, <laughs> you know what I mean? But really like go all in, it, sure, we'll have, you know, market watch and coffee talk and sales skills and CE classes and all those fun things, but. So does everyone else, right? Right. So uh, seeing where seeing us really ramp up in that personal development space is watch out, watch how. Not only does it accelerate the growth of the company, uh, but it's, it's going to accelerate the lifestyle of each of our agents. Dude, and I love it. And I think that's that's that is you're right. That that's a huge you know parking open parking space. It's something that this business generally, when you think of real estate brokerage, no need, no time, no desire sure. for that. Um, but because we're we are all as real estate agents our own little micro business it gets really heady like sure why they choose them and not me yeah. like am i not good enough That's or right. like man should i do should what is this picture like if i post this picture of me on this thing what is the messaging really say i mean you just start getting so you can get in your head and you can talk yourself out of things or you can talk yourself into things or quite frankly you can just get whipped around in this business and without that focus on personal development and without having an opportunity to do it, it's not for everyone. Dude, there are people that will like, like, yeah, dude, I'm in. And then they'll be like, I'm out. <laughs> um, or like, cool, that's woo woo, that's great, but I'm here for the business intelligence that, yeah. that North Coast offer. And that's fine too. Like, that's where I see what you've developed is almost like three, you know, a three headed monster. You've got your business development, instead of just going to a brokerage, um, for their tools, which you have, tool sets, but then the business development, like how do we run this as a business? How do we take business acumen and apply it to real estate instead of just like slanging homes? That's right. You know, and like so many people in this industry and so many people that have been in this industry for a long time um, don't understand the model under which I operate, don't understand the model under which you operate. Like, wait, huh? Who do I need to talk to? Or like, they don't get that, that, it doesn't have to be all you all the time for everyone being everything to everyone, you know, from marketing to accounting to finance to to helping people see homes to whatever. You can build systems and you can create something that's better than you. So like in North and Co, it's you've got the 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 tool set. You've got the 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 business acumen. I mean, you have helped take me, and I said this to Seth, take what I do from being just a solo real estate agent to running a business. My business just happens to be helping people buy and sell mm-hmm. homes and anything in between. Um, so, so you've got that, and then the personal development side of it. I mean, to me, the personal development side of it and the the like business operating a business as a business side of it. When those two things like came together in North and Co, it it like unlocked pieces of like who I am and who I've wanted to be as a person, who I thought I could be. That I didn't realize. Uh, you know, I knew it was out there. I just didn't know how to get there. And yeah. it was like, dude, it just it just fits. So you are developing and continue to develop um, something that's that's not normal in this industry. Yeah, I mean, I I said to Stephanie, I think you've heard me say this. It was probably about three months ago. I said to Stephanie, I want to be I want to become the brokerage that's known for getting people out of residential real estate sales. Mm-hmm. And she was like, What? You know? And I said, Well, what I mean is, I want to create a vehicle where people can learn what's necessary to do what they really want to do in this life. If it happens to be real estate sales, awesome. I hope you can use that vehicle to Mm -hmm. be able to do what you want. Mm -hmm. But if we can teach you the business IQ and the personal EQ, personal development, social and emotional awareness, and put that together, if you wanted to start a gymnastics 
club or you wanted to start a t-shirt company or you want to start a restaurant or a coffee shop, you can exit the real estate business with what you've learned at North & Co. Go build a coffee franchise. My only request is for anybody watching is that you come back and you teach our people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really it. But honestly, if, if my legacy, it ends at, I got you to go from 10 million to 15 million in sales, I didn't do my job. Right. I'm not executing on what God put me here for. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. Mm -hmm. So real estate sales is brutal. It's absolutely brutal. For most people, it is a very difficult life, mm -hmm. right? Lifestyle. Mm -hmm. the, there is no work-life balance. The mm -hmm. expectation of the consumer is that we work Sunday night. I mean, I got a text last today's Monday. I got a text last night at 840 from I got a text at 840 from an appraiser asking me information about what they'd found on MLS. And then I got a text from a client who was like, I wanna see homes next weekend. Now that's okay. But my point is like, what other industry, like do you text your dentist at 8.40 at night on a Sunday? Like, hey, if you could, if you personally dentist could give me a call tomorrow about, um, you know, my flossing regimen, uh, by next week, that would be great. Like, mm -hmm. no, that's just not how it operates. And right. in our industry for whatever, there's this thing that says, you're at my beck and call whenever you want. You mm -hmm. know, you're paid well, which by the way, most professions who are specialists are paid well mm -hmm. and we don't call them on Sunday night, right? So it's this thing of now, how can we take the the business uh, business acumen and tailor our businesses to where we can live you know, as close to work-life balance as possible. Mm -hmm. And for most, if you're living a beautiful business life and it's 70% of your time uh, that you're doing that, that, that too is balance, right? You know what I mean? Right. There is a way to really enjoy what you do going to work every day and call that balance. Dude, and that's, I love that because that I'm having so much fun with what I'm doing. I'm having so much fun with um, day to day. I would say like 10% of my day is like, <laughs> is like hardcore real estate practitioner. Yeah, more than that. I would say th maybe 30% of my day is like hardcore, like making the calls, talking to clients, doing the stuff. The, 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 others, the other 70% is creative. Where are we going? What are we doing? How, how are we looking at this? Let's plan this out. Let's map that. You got an idea about the thing that's all, like, okay, let's think about that, right? It's, it's, it's moving and shaking. It's figuring out how can we be creative for the consumer? What, what, what issues are they facing? How can we solve them? And then how can we deliver that solution to them? Like, hey, we've got a solution to this. So it's hyper creative. Now, the, the balance part is, is the difficulty, right? I mean, there are times, and Beth, this is one of her favorite jokes. If she's, if she's talking to me and like, I'm not listening, she's like, sometimes you go so far away. Cause like there's a, like I'll get a text or I'll think about something or an idea will pop in my head and it's like I'm just gonna work through it, you know. And and there has to be some discipline with that, um, striking that balance so that when I am home and I'm eating dinner, they're like when my kids are talking about their day, like I have to like laser focus sometimes because I'm all because I because I'm so engrossed in what I'm doing because the business and operating this is fun. I get to hang out with cool people. We do business with who we want to do business with, and they do business with us because they want to. Totally. You know, my 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 employees, my contractors, my partners, my mentors, my coaches. Like, yeah, all people I want to be around all day. Like, oh, yeah. let's go. And and the conversation we get to have are like this, man. That's right. That's the whole idea with this podcast. Like, what are we going to talk about today? Where, where are we going to go? I you love know? it. I got a few things to share in response Bring to what it. you said. Uh, one is. Uh, Read a great. Uh, have you read Tribal Leadership yet? No, no, no. I've heard you talk get about it. it I do. Get okay, it, okay, get okay, it, okay. please. It's and it's an easy read because it's a hundred five-page stories. What they do is they, uh, Tim Ferriss mm -hmm. uh, has a series of ten questions, and he picks five questions from his ten, and then asks a hundred different uh, amazing humans these five questions. Cool. So it's only three to five pages Perfect. from each person. So it's like reading a hundred books inside of one. Yeah. And there's one, I don't, I can't remember who it was, but um, they're asking like, you know, how is it that you're able to work the way you do at your age? And he was like thinking in his early sixties. And he said, um, creativity doesn't require work ethic, right? Like there's no age association mm -hmm. with creativity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could basically, I'm paraphrasing now, mm -hmm. you know, but basically be in my deathbed and be creative, right? right? So when you're in a creative, when you operate in business work, 
from a creative space. It's one of the things that I'm so proud that we do at North & Co. with our employees, not our independent contract. You own your own business. Mm -hmm. You get to be as creative as you want, mm -hmm. right? But in a corporate environment, often it's just do what I say, yeah. right? Take this and execute, do what right. I say, do it my way. Right. And something that we've done that I think has really accelerated the vibrant nature of our employees, of our executive team, is we give them creative freedom of their role, right? I it's like, it. just come and tell us what you're doing. Keep us yeah. posted yeah. on how, now we may guide a little bit here mm -hmm. or there, but for the most part, one of the biggest things we have to work our people into when they come to work mm -hmm. at North and Go is, no, you really have this creative freedom. They're like, I remember um, one of our higher ups within our executive team, uh, who's been with us for two years now, um, we would challenge her with this, like, no, bring your voice, bring your voice. And finally, mm -hmm. in an emotional meeting after about six or seven months of working with us, she's like, I'm scared. Like, why? She's like, well, I've worked in corporate environments before where they told me I could bring my voice only to be smashed every time I right. brought my creative voice. Right. At which point you get scolded enough, you know, for bringing your creative voice when you were told to bring your creative voice, you just shut up. Yeah. So I'm scared. It was like, test us. And, you know, lo and behold, there's almost no management now. And we hired the person because they're exceptional and they all own their roles, right? So creativity, a highlight in yes. the conversation yeah, of creativity. Absolutely. The second one was how amazing is it for your personal life when the people closest to you under your roof, mama and kids, get to see you loving what you do every day? Right. I mean, how much do they want to support it? And I mean, for anybody who follows you on social or knows you personally, knows how robust your personal relationship is mm -hmm. um, and how loving you are and how connected with your family you are and how involved Beth is in your business, mm -hmm. um, that that really is. I mean, if you worked 15 hour days, but she knew you were living your best dream and mm -hmm. you were taking care of her needs, you know, at mm -hmm. home and where she needed them. Ba that's balance it in is. the real world. That yeah. really is balance in the real world. Yeah. Right. Um, and I can't help, it's in my nature coming off of a, a very deep astrology reading uh, and a session with my coach uh, just a little bit ago. Um, we were having this conversation of uh, the conversation with your inner warrior. So you were talking about sometimes where I detach and I'm not present. Yeah. That's like, hey, you got to come back. You know, yeah. like you're out over there. Well, for a lot of people that know me, this is my tell. Uh, the play yeah, of the I've mustache, seen that. I've right? seen that uh, one. Yeah. So when I when I detach or when I go to a conversation with my inner warrior, uh, I play with my mustache. And uh, Robin uh, will oftentimes check in with me and go, um, so what's going on in there? You need to come back, right? You're detached. So I challenged uh, that communication with my coach and said, uh, it often shows up to me as fear from her. Right. She's afraid. Like, what is he thinking? Is mm. he thinking something bad about me? Mm -hmm. Are we not OK? Mm -hmm. Is he challenged? You know, what's the energy here? And she'll mm -hmm. check in with me. And uh, and he said to me, no, uh, when somebody uh, brings a conversation to you about your detachment or your your conversation with your inner warrior, it's them doing the same thing. And then there are two ways by which our inner warriors can work with each other in relationship. One is in a combative nature and the other is side by side. And when we're both working out our inner warrior side by side, magic happens, right? And the important part to know about when your partner brings their inner warrior to the conversation um, is that they're bringing it to consciousness and it can be dealt with, right? So it was like, for me, I don't know about you, but I tend to get triggered. So without going too deep in astrology here, I'm an Aries rising and Aries rising is a warrior sign. So whenever, whenever I get challenged with something, I tend to be sharp and just kind of like, I'm thinking, what does it look like I'm doing? That's something I would say, okay? Now I'm telling you that is not, for me, I don't feel like I'm being a jerk. I'm not triggered. I'm not mad, I'm not angry, but that's how it comes out. And for somebody like my partner, who's a Pisces, right? Mm -hmm. Very sensitive person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work very well, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this really cool thing I'm just sharing with you that I've just learned, which is like, Brian, it's a, when your partner brings the conversation, enters, uh, my coach calls it, tell that inner warrior to enter the ring and let's work this out. You I know, my it. warrior and your warrior, um, it's actually a beautiful thing. You're winning in relationship when Beth can say, Hey, come back, you know, right. you've detached from us, come come back. And also just acknowledge that you're over there working some sh shit out, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and it's actually a really healthy space. Yep. And then the work is, how do you bring, how do you have this innate combative 
of feeling, uh, how do you work out, work that out, and mm-hmm. how do you make it okay where you bring your inner warriors mm-hmm. to the ring and work mm-hmm. stuff out mm-hmm. so that you can have a robust relationship? But I couldn't help but share that with you because it was so real time Dude, for me. I love and it. You just spoke it, and I was like, ah, oh, yes. that's, that's what. It, Dude, you know, it's so, so it's yeah. so key. And you talk about you know previous relationship and now um, you know being able to being able to say, come on, get in the ring yeah. and play. I mean, both Beth and I, this is marriage number two for yeah. both of us, and and one of the non-negotiables we brought was like if if you've got feelings inside like if you're holding something like bring it oh yeah don't Love worry it. about hurting my feelings yep. like yeah in. i might get pissed enter the ring enter the ring that's his thing i mean then that's the exactly it. And it doesn't mean fight it doesn't mean like come on let's duke it out yeah. it's just if it's a warrior and another warrior then let's have them enter the ring and let's work this out. Yeah. You know, working it out might be to sit Indian style in the ring and, right. and, and work it out. Right, looking at each other's eyes right. for, for yeah. a minute. Yeah. And this is, by the way, this is the stuff we work out at North Dakota. You know what I totally. mean? Totally. Like, this is the stuff, dude. I mean, I, you can take a CET class till you're blue in the face. You yeah. know what I mean? You sleep but, through them. But. Yeah, this is the stuff that, uh, you know, from a leadership perspective, all leader, I wish all leaders were working these kinds of things out and, and bringing this to the mm-hmm. forefront because, mm-hmm. you know, on the entrepreneurial independent contractor space, unless we go pay a coach um, to work this stuff out. And certainly in our industry, there's a lack of, uh, of, of um, there aren't a lot of forums to be vulnerable. Right. Oh, it's so much bravado. so much bravado in oh. our industry. You know that that you know I, I had this conversation. Ah, gosh, was it yesterday? Who did I have this conversation with? Yeah, I had this actually Kathleen uh, and Cynthia. Um, by the way, Kathleen Thorne, my therapist, mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, a newly formed business relationship. Cynthia Thick is her name. She's a uh, she does. Um, this is my interpretation, but um, financial planning by way of the heart. Oh, cool. Basically, so yeah. it enters color into the financial conversation. Right, right. They're going to be doing a uh, um, a course at North and Co. Cool. Through with North and Co. Agents, a little beta um, mm-hmm. pilot program. But we were talking, and I said, "Yeah, you want to?" They were like, "So what? How does this sound to you?" And they kind of shared with me what they were bringing to market, so to speak. And I said, "Well, <laughs> we need this in the independent contractor real estate world more than you could ever imagine." When one of the primary conversations that happens for a new real estate agent is, in order for me to look successful, I need to drive a fancy car. You know, yeah. If that's like a barrier to entry to our industry, then at the top, how much room do you think there is for vulnerable dialogue? I'm having a really hard time, man, right now. I'm scared of my finances. I'm afraid I don't have my next deal. You know, you've got a buttoned up tailored sport coat and a fancy car out yeah. back, but you're afraid to make your, you know, you're afraid you can't make your bills. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to share that with? Mm-hmm. What a failure you would look like. Totally. You know what I mean? And we obviously want to foster those conversations. I love it. Yeah. Well, and it, and, it, and it trickles down. I mean, um, I, I know he wouldn't uh, mind me sharing, but uh, Mike Delena, you know, one of one of the rocks at North and kind of one of the rock stars at North. Without Dakota, a doubt. Killer agent and just like, business acumen and intelligence off the charts, right? right? I mean, he sits on every one of your committees, they right? For, for good for, reason. For good reason, yeah. right? He challenges um, me. Right. That's why and, I want people who challenge me, who challenge my thinking, who will look at me. Now, here's the deal. Challenge me. But if you don't have any critical thought to back it right. up, if it's just an emotional challenge, right. we'll lose each other pretty quickly. Yep. You know, I tend to see through the side door and Mike is like a front front door, back garage door, chimney guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah, I just yeah. like, he makes me do the confused dog look yeah. often. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So anyway. No, well, 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 you know, Mike is like, if you look at him from the outside, you're like A plus, type A plus. Like that guy just type is going to be like bop, yeah. bop, bop, yeah. bop, and a bop, and a bop. And, um, and uh, he and I connected um, a couple months ago and it was like, it's like, bro, you just want to like hang out? You want to go like get lunch or something? It's like, yeah, let's do it. And, and, um, we've only done it twice, but it's like, we sit down and we talk and we talk from, from the standpoint of one being, being, you know, in this business and being similar, having, you know, team and growing and, you know, where do we fit in? And, and it's to have a guy like that feel okay with being vulnerable and have a guy like me feeling okay with being vulnerable to be like, bro, here's like, here's what I'm thinking, or man, I'm struggling with this or that. You wouldn't get that anywhere else. Right. It's because it literally is ingrained in the fabric of 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 the brokerage and in what you bring to 
let's let's be vulnerable. Let's talk about what matters. Sure. And that's there's so much in you're totally right. I mean, this industry, there's vanity in the industry almost from the get go. Yep. And people want to get into it. A lot of them, you know, they're watching the stuff on TV. Sure. Right. And they think that's real life. That's not, you know, I mean, so it's dated. It's so da it's, it's dated. It's they have dated, it's outdated dude. programming. It it's totally outdated. It's, it's it's lost. It's lost. And, and and I always like I always say you guys are building the brokerage of the future. Like this is what it's going to be about. People will gravitate to brokerages like North and Co that are providing that holistic approach to the business. And um, you well, know, where does it trickle down to? The consumer. The consumer. You think the yeah. consumer cares? Ultimately, they don't care about your car. Mm -hmm. They don't care about your the fancy stuff you like. And by the way, I'm not judging anybody for liking fancy stuff. I like. I appreciate nice mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it has nothing to do with that. It's just when the rubber meets the road, you know, your handbag or your fast car aren't going to sell my house. Right. They're not. And, right. And everyone realizes that really quick. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's that part where it's, it's such an outdated deal. It is. Know? Well, and it's like, what, what value are you really providing? I mean, so That's much right. of the, so much of the industry, not to bag on the industry, it sounds like I'm bagging on it, but uh, so, so much of the industry is like showing people like, look at what I'm doing. And it's like, cool. You're doing like, you're doing stuff. Thank you. You know, the consumer's like, thank you for doing the stuff. But then if you really like, if you just like, look at it, you know, as Zanzibar says, look at it, look, hold it under every angle of light and you see what they're doing. You're like, is that really effective? Yeah. Or are they just acting like they're doing stuff? If they put the time in actually doing stuff that was effective, it would be much better. But they're, they're in a world where they're operating in that sort of outdated programming. Yeah, and no, they I, don't even know that there's stuff out there to go grab. This is one of the most important industries in the business world, in my opinion. Uh, the ability to navigate a home purchase or sale between all the parties involved in a real estate transaction require 10 college degrees, mm -hmm. a psychology degree, a finance mm -hmm. degree, an accounting degree, um, you know, a business, uh, a business degree. I mean, um, it, it, to do it at a high level is, is one of the most important fields out there. The part that you and I are talking about is, is we're highlighting a, a potential deficiency or outdated strategy right. within the industry. Right. But what I want to highlight is the amount of evolution, the unlimited opportunity for evolution that really can carry this industry into such uh, a high need uh, space that conversations around artificial intelligence taking over our industry will fade, will fade away the faster we can respond to the evolutionary opportunity. Mm -hmm. From the perspective that Artificial intelligence at some point will be able to sit in someone's living room and help them navigate a divorce. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to bet it's 10 to 20 years before that before that happens. Right. So, you know, there's a nice runway for us to get better quick and really serve the clients in a beautiful, elegantly designed way, far better than what we've been doing in the past. Right. Yeah. And that's it, it is interesting. I mean, it's it's there's so much low hanging fruit in this industry. where People think, man, it's just it's easy to get going in real estate. I mean, it's easy to get your license. Yep. It's hard to get going. Mm -hmm. um, and once you get going, if you if you maintain it, you're gonna be fine. Mm -hmm. But it's that it's that ramp up and it's that lack of knowledge of, of what's going on. It's 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 not it's not knowing what delivering true value is. And, sure. and to your point, it's like you you look at everything that, that you're putting together, everything that North and Co is offering from from making our uh, our agents you know, develop as people, not making them when they when they choose to participate. That they develop further as people, and that um, they they apply this business strategy, they apply the tools, and now they're delivering real value to their clients. And that's that's what's been lacking in our industry is like people are feeling like they're not getting value. And quite frankly, a lot of times they probably don't. I agree. Um, but but the the AI aspect of it, there's so many micro complexities and so many things that come up. And so, and to your point, like how many degrees do you want? I would say it's a it's a mix of psychology, sociology, like how are the masses gonna respond to this? How are the individuals gonna respond to that? I mean, you really have to piece it together because you're dealing with logic and emotion on a very large scale for right. people. The single largest, you know, purchase or sale in their life, like there's there's stuff, there is so much emotion wrapped in this stuff and there's so much legacy for people wrapped up in, in homes. And um, if you're focused solely on like, hey, look, I'm gonna put these flyers in your mailbox and we're gonna sell this thing, it's like, um, you're, you're missing so much of it. And it's that it's that EIQ that's gonna be the um, the push into, push into the future for this. For sure, without question. Yeah, yeah it's definitely, uh, it's an exciting time.
And it'll take a little time. You know, it'll take a little time for um, the market to respond in general, especially because we're in such a robust market condition right now mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, we'll have it'll be the next market cycle mm -hmm. where this will really shine, you know, because right now it's perceived as easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah. we don't have to try anything new right now. Just keep doing what we've been doing. It still works. Yeah. Uh, and the next any kind of correction, whether it's just a, a plateauing of the market or lending guidelines change when something changes. Uh, that that forces us to have to rethink the way that we're running business. That's where the conversation you and I are having right now is really mm -hmm. going to rise to the top. Isn't it interesting people's perceptions about like what the consumer's perception about the value delivered by uh, by folks in the industry? Sure. Right? Um, and in in market conditions like it's perceived both by people who are getting into the industry and by people who are buying and selling homes, they're perceiving it as as easy. Sure. Um, and and it's funny the market dynamics. Like, yeah, you put a sign in your yard and you price your place your your place okay because the inventory situation is going to sell quickly. Of course, but but the buyers agents that are sitting there elbowing each other to get in and angle and try it, like they're fighting so hard. But you know, listing they, the perception is we put a sign in the yard, this thing sells. Yeah. You know, well, uh, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. You know, almost oxymoronic in a way where we. It's our job to protect our client from the stress that happens minute to minute in a real estate transaction. Mm -hmm. It's in a way, the expectation is sell my home as fast as you can for the short for the for the most amount of money, shortest amount of time for the most amount of money. And in a perfect world, it's been amazing if I don't feel any stress, right? So that's the perfect transaction process, except for there's these perceptions that if I sell it in a short amount of time, then I didn't work hard, right? And if I got you the most money, I got lucky or it was some product of a market condition. And if you didn't hear from me, then it was easy, mm -hmm. right? That That's the perception that goes along mm -hmm. with it. So it's one of these challenging things that until some things change, um, I've got some ideas around these te I bet te you do. technologically yeah. um, where, uh, you know, the the client agent relationship can really start to become a, a bind, a binding yeah. relationship versus an adversarial relationship. Right. So I love it. Man. Yeah. It's uh, again, it's a beautiful time. Dude, you know, speaking of beautiful time and speaking of um, of, um, you know, evolution and all of that, what as you look back over the last like two or three years of um, a brokerage ownership. You look back at it, at who you were then and your thought process then versus where you are now. Um, you're always, you know, one of your, one of your things is like, I've been to the future. I've seen it. I just need to, you know, come back and, and piece it together. Like, as you're looking out in the, in the future as, um, as broker owner, in the next three years, like, do you even see, like, can you see, man, here's where I want to be. Here's where I want my head to be. And here's what I want to be doing. Like, what does that, what does that look like? Yeah. Great question. So you asked me a few questions there. there. At, le at least in my world, yeah. I heard them differently, right? Okay. I, I, I'm, what I heard you say is, hey, in the brokerage world, where do you see yourself in the next three, five, yeah. whatever yeah. years? My thing is, I don't know that I see myself in the brokerage world in the next three to five years. Now, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean North and Co changes hands right. or anything like that. Um, it means that we've we've literally hired, uh, we've literally attracted um, a group of people that are like almost savant in what they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That there's this funny space I'm in right now uh, where I'm almost a problem for the business. Because I, I'm such a strategic thinker and such a problem solver that when the business gets to a place where it's doing everything that you created and you have such a, a, a group of people working almost in symphony uh, in, a, in the way of like symphony-like, mm -hmm. then the only thing you can do is create problems so you have something to fix. Mm -hmm. That's my, in a way, it's my nature and it's shown up in the past. And so there's this part for me where I'm in this space right now of really identifying where is it that I'm really needed in the business. I won't be the CEO of North & Co. for very much longer. Stephanie, if she will accept the role, and we've talked about this, so it's not mm -hmm. like we're revealing something mm -hmm. crazy, but we'll be the CEO of North & Co. Mm -hmm. And I'll become you know, a visionary, creative mind um, that'll be dealing with the big problems. You know, Heaven forbid we have a lawsuit or things like that. I'll mm -hmm. be dealing with growth and development to business, right? It'll be macro ideas, shifts and nimble nature of operating within market conditions, yep. industry, those kinds of things. But but really, um, you know, my 
where I am in three to five years is going to be coach mentor, uh, both in, in, uh, in the real estate space, but probably mentoring other brokerage owners to be honest, mm -hmm. um, specifically in the independent brokerage world. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a real um, uh, draw. I'm being called to help people generically, I'll say in their 20s. Um, you know, I, uh, I just don't feel too far removed from my 20s and they're a very dark time. Yeah. And I think today with the conversation about do you need to go to higher education and go to college or don't you, um, I, I'm really seeing this, Thing of you know when when my high school superstardom runs out uh, and I've got to step into social media influencer and that doesn't work out. Who am I? Yeah. Space and how do I enter what is now an ever evolving corporate world? Um, I've, I, I'm 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 having more and more regular exposure to young adults having a really hard time with the transition into the real world and it's the same EQ IQ that we've yeah. been talking about in the real estate side that I think I can really simplify down to a paint by number for people in their early 20s mm -hmm. so that they can really get on in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, and I have kids that are, you know, 13 and 10 that, and I know that those five or seven years are gonna go by yep. at the snap of a finger. So why not start working on that now so I can really enter into a legacy position with my kids. That'll be the next three to seven years for Brian North. Mm -hmm. um, as it applies directly to the real estate industry, I'll just rattle off some fun, crazy ideas. Do it. Uh, I think there's an interesting conversation for an hourly wage uh, for uh, real estate professionals. Now, don't let that scare you in like $10 an hour, $15 right. an hour. It would be a billable hours conversation, much like the attorney world, mm -hmm. which will sound very familiar mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. um, there are some inherent challenges with that. There's a kind of a like a ooh, gross, billable mm -hmm. hour kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. And then I've thought about a technology component uh, for that as well. I'll skip the interim part only because it is a very real idea that I may take to market nice. initially. Uh, but more importantly, the back end of it would be housed in blockchain. And right. uh, the blockchain conversation is really important because um, the way by which we operate our document world in the real estate uh, landscape right now, I mean, if you want CCNRs from a title company right now, they're like photocopied CCNRs so from bad. 1952 that are like over black and grayed and you can't even read them all. Like that's the best we can do in 2020. Right. Um, you know, right now we've got an opportunity to be storing our documents, you know, in a nanosecond coded time frame where they're linked to your real estate agent. Uh, where they can create a repeat referral relationship, much like the banking industry does. Um, you know, why do people want to go to Wells Fargo to get pre-qualified? Because they say, that's where my bank, that's where I bank. Mm -hmm. uh, so why wouldn't it be the same way that the real estate agent houses all of your documents from your real estate transaction? Mm -hmm. And so you create that relationship there. Um, and then it really creates far more transparency and so much of an easier place to go, uh, more efficient place for our clients to go and receive it, find their tax documents, their contract documents, the way by which they structured their deal. Mm -hmm. And then I think our market landscape, uh, if I were to, to pull out a crystal ball, which I never do, uh, you know that about You're me. Right. But if I, you've asked me a question and mm -hmm. I'll share with you, you know, I think our next market cycle is probably a, a something that is swampy. Uh, you know, it's just a stagnant flies buzzing around kind of market, not a not a major, you know, pitfall market that we've mm -hmm. experienced in the past for a number of reasons. People are locked into amazing interest rates. You know, why would you if interest rates go up, why would you want to sell your three and a half percent, three percent, two point eight percent interest right. rate when and walk into four percent interest? So people are going to hold on tight. And they're also they had to put money down and they had to qualify. And, you know, with who knows what's happening in the employment landscape, if people are, you know, heaven forbid, have a job loss and then have to requalify. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many of those moving parts that are going to make people, I think, really bind them to their home yeah. in the way that we were bound to our homes in the 50s and 60s, right? right? Where the old days of like the farmer with the shotgun over their shoulder, like get off my property kind of thing, because yeah. you're protecting your equity, you're protecting your familial legacy, you're protecting your down payment. So if the market, if interest rates go up and the job markets changes for any reason, right. I don't see people abandoning their homes like they did in an adjustable rate, no right. money down right. world in right. 2006, seven, eight, nine, and 10. I see people hunkering down. And uh, I think you're gonna have to get really uh, creative with the way that you structure your deals, specifically in the creative finance space. And uh, for you and I, we know what we're talking about. For those of you who are viewing and you don't, then you probably need one of the two of us or a specialist that you might wanna pay a high hourly wage, much like a billable hour attorney, and you're gonna get your money's worth mm -hmm. in the marketplace. So I think you can understand enough of my vocabulary yeah. to navigate what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. uh, the next three to five years is gonna separate the men from the boys, the women from the girls, 
girls, however yeah. we want to call it. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be a real disparity between the professional in this business and the, and the amateur. Um, and I also see a great opportunity for in the commercial world. Uh, and again, I'm pretty naive to the commercial world, but you know, you have your, your senior and your junior, mm -hmm. you have your player and your, they call them juniors where you have somebody that's an understudy for you or like a paralegal in the legal world yeah. where they would be billed at significantly lower hours to do the grunt work and they graduate themselves into a full-time professional role by being mentored by somebody who is a true professional mm -hmm. in the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, the old days of a postcard and a sign in the ground to sell a home in three to five years are gone. Yeah, They're vapor. It's not gonna be like it is right now. And with the increasing iBuyer landscape and you know hedge funds wanting tangible assets in an inflationary market and on and on and on, I could go on for days. This is where I'm spending my time and you're gonna need a pro. Dude, I, I, I love the multifaceted answers, right? I mean, you literally went down one by one by one. Two things that, that, that were overarching uh, for me in that. One is how damn creative you are. Um, I mean, you've thought through this. I mean, and two is, is how much thought you put into things. As a, as a dad, as someone in a relationship, as a business owner, as someone who practices real estate, um, how, where do you carve the time out to do your thinking? Or like, when is your best thinking? How do you do your, your best work? Mm, when do I do my best work? I've actually said this recently. Um, I do my best work when I'm in the shower or when I'm on a run. <laughs> you have shower Showering time. Showering with Socrates, shower, dude. Showering with yeah. Socrates, that's right. <laughs> so for whatever reason, my mind flickers in yeah. the shower and when I'm on a run. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I've just started a run journal. Um, so when I come back from my run, I go and I sit down and I have to get everything down off my run uh, in my journal. Um, I never stop thinking for some reason. I, I don't know why. It's I really do. I wish I could. I wish I could go to that place, right? I don't know where the inner awareness, that constant drive for self audit. Um, you know, Ricky, my coach, I was just on the um, uh, astrology reading with, you know, he said, Brian, I have to remind you that the level of self audit that you put yourself through will never be actualized by someone else. Like you are, you're judging yourself so like in such a finite way. And I was sharing with him some of my own fears. I, I can't get started on certain things because I'm afraid of judgment, mm -hmm. but it's not because I'm afraid of what someone will think alone. It's that I've pre-thought, I'm already judging myself and I'm pre-thinking my own weaknesses and flaws mm -hmm. and what I would say about myself mm -hmm. that I have a nervousness that's gonna show up in the real world. But it's not only, it's not because of this person. It's like, I don't want the stuff I see for someone else to call out. Right. And it was pretty cool. He actually said, he's like, my whole thing is I'm gonna bring my best and I'm gonna back it up. So if I'm gonna back it up, I don't really care what you think because I'm gonna be putting more into it than anyone else is going to. So there's just this weird, I, I don't know where it comes from, yeah. to be honest. If I were to dig deep, I would honestly say that it comes from my childhood. And my childhood was, uh, I lived in a, in a a place of life or death at often, often. Um, and it, it, if you were looking at it from an outside observer inward, you might not call it life or death. Mm -hmm. As a child, it was life or death, if that makes sense. Yeah. When you don't know what the real world is or isn't, a lot of the things I was confronted with as a child and a lot of the insecurities I was confronted with as a child, um, you know, simple ones like if mom had to go to work and we didn't have a sitter that day at seven and five years old, we didn't have a sitter right. right now. This is no, you know, my mom did the best she could. So totally. please don't judge her. She's an amazing woman. And I'm the reason I am the way I am because of her. That's scary. And um, so what ends up happening is um, in a fight or flight, when you're in fight or flight at seven years old, when I was responsible for my little sister and in some ways responsible for my mom who had me at 17. So she wasn't far, she wasn't that much more mature than I was. Um, it becomes innate to, to, to constantly self audit mm -hmm. because it comes from a place of survival, mm -hmm. right? And so that would be my real answer of where I think it comes from. I, I don't know how much of that is true or not, mm -hmm. um, but I think it just, it's just, it's just innate at this point yeah. to survive, constantly survive. Right. And I'm working myself out of that as part of my life journey and part of my self-audit, self-awareness journey right now right. is I don't need to survive anymore. I'm okay. I'm it's outdated programming. I'm going to leave it's outdated programming and it's about creating new updated strategies. Dude, it's so it's amazing. I mean, it's, it is it is like, um, you know, our pasts, um, no matter how much we try to, to, you know, live in the power of now, yeah. mm -hmm. 
um, they come up and they're ingrained and yeah. it's, it's deep in that DNA. That's right. Right. And it does take for that sure. reprogramming. It does take that work. And, um, it's interesting as you, as, as for me on the journey of, 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 um, of, you know, all of the personal work, all the personal development stuff, the more, the more my eyes are open, the more I can't unsee yeah. certain things, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not saying I'm on some, you know, spiritual level that others aren't, but it's like, Oh, I see that person just sitting in their nonsense. I see them creating the excuse instead of being like, yeah, this affected me dramatically, but affected. It doesn't have to hold me here. That's the non-reality I talk about. Yeah. It's not real anymore. It's not real. It's just not real. It's anymore. a memory. That's right. I mean, right now, this is all we have that's real, right? Um, in uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, there was a science experiment that was done. It was at the subatomic level. And there was this thing at which electrons didn't actually move, operate, or even become visible until someone gave them attention. Whoa. So it was until you looked at them and gave them attention that they didn't even exist, right? There's a, there's a thinking in the quantum world that like the tree behind me on the river doesn't exist until I look at it. Mm. Like it's not even there actually. Until in, you construct it. Until you construct it. Yeah. So it's like if you start to, if you get to, to fundamentally have an understanding in that space of mm -hmm. like what is real and what is not, mm -hmm. anything becomes possible is the conversation. Absolutely anything. You can construct or deconstruct absolutely anything at any time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's probably why your brain is active. Cause you know, yeah. cause, cause you, you've recognized that and you've seen yeah. it and dude, every, everything you see the concrete truck spinning mm -hmm. when you're driving on the road, you're thinking about yeah. it, you're, you know, like whatever. It's like, a you, you, you know, um, you're seeing more in the matrix. Yeah. That's, a, that's exactly. I'm doing more of like, don't think that I'm going, why are you thinking that right now? Don't think that that's not real. I mean, that is, it's, constant right now and in hopes i'm going to cross over into the evolution of only thinking that which i want to instead of having to deprogram myself from you know fear-based thinking past or past or future thinking dude. so yeah it's pretty fun i love it dude because the acceleration of of um of your personal development i mean just i i've known you for three years and you've been on a journey, but that acceleration and the, the angles that you're taking and the, the journey that you're seeking, the different advisors that you're partnering with, um, it's cool to see, dude. I mean, I said earlier, um, you know, you're on a journey and I wanted to know more about it. And uh, um, it's just fun, man. It's a lot of fun. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's, uh, I, we'll see. It's also scary. Right. You know what I mean? For somebody who's a uh, lot, my outdated strategies are perfectionist, competitor, uh, people pleaser, uh, foresight master, mm -hmm. right? So that comes up in my protector. So it's like mm -hmm. having foresight constantly protecting yeah, everyone around me. That didn't surprise me. me. I was ready yeah, for it. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, it was one thing when it was my mom and my sister. It's I have 200 people now yeah. to protect and be perfect yeah. and be a people pleaser for. Right. Um, those are the outdated strategies that are exhausting, mm -hmm. right? New updated strategies are quiet, joy, meditative, right? So kind of counter or opposite. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing that shows up in those kind of, uh, in, in the identification of those outdated strategies showing up and the new ones showing up that really is like, it, the, there is a fun awareness about it. But it's scary too, because right now I'm in purgatory Right. I mean, if you think about for 43 years, I've been a perfectionist competitor mm -hmm. and now I've just stopped. Mm -hmm. I have to Ricky. I was talking to Ricky earlier. I keep referencing yeah. my uh, astrology coach and um, he said, you're in a space. I said, so yeah, at the very end of the reading, it was an hour and a half. And he goes like, so what's, you know, what questions do you have for me, if any? And I said, I know this is weird because you're not like a predictor. You're not a psychic. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not, but it's just based upon your own experiences and reading my chart. Like, what should I be doing right now? And he's like, well, what are you doing? Because you're doing the work. Like, he's like, it's rare that I get somebody that I'm coaching that's doing the level of work that you're mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. You're doing the work. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm so used to doing. So, right, it's like even in this space of, of so I know that right now on my hero's journey, I'm not supposed to be walking into every door. I'm supposed right. to be identifying that door which calls to me and then walking through and it'll be crystal clear. But I feel like I should be reading more. The more I read, the more I absorb, the more I'm ready to teach, share, yep. mentor. And he shook his head and he's listening. And I said, journal, you know, journaling. Like, I feel like I need to journal because I'm in such a magic time right now. I need to journal both for my own current, like 
outpouring on paper, but then it, this is going to be a beautiful historic recollection one day. And the other one is like rest. I feel like I just need to be resting, right? Which is so weird for a doer. And he was like, here's what you need to do. First, you need to be shedding anything that isn't going to be there with you in the future. That's profound. Okay? So right That's now, it. if you want to do, do get rid of everything that's not going to be there with you in the future because you are in this time. I'm in what he calls the 12th house. It's I'm in what he calls a death time. So it could be death of business, death of relationship, death of friendship, death of reputation, death of, it could be death of anything. Death of the to, old you. You got it. A shedding of the skin of the old you to come into your next, the next iteration. So shed anything that isn't going to go with you into your next iteration. Um, and then he goes, and then the other thing is what you need to do is just sit there and hold space as long as you can until whatever it is that's supposed to drops in. <laughs> and it's like, oh, do you know how hard that is for a, so the competitive perfectionist? Oh, I'm just going to kick it and just look around and wait for it to drop from the sky. Meanwhile, reading as many books as I can, mm -hmm. meditating, mm -hmm. praying, mm -hmm. resting, mm -hmm. you know, tapping in with only, you know, walking into relationships and friendships where I can share my story. Mm -hmm. I know this is going to create an opening, right? This could be, this could create the thing that drops in. Right. Not because I said yes to the fifth out of five podcasts, mm -hmm. but the one of two, right? Ryan Madrid's Real Talk, by the way, was the only other one yeah. that I've said yes to this year. Um, because I'm not, not so much like, but it's, because I know it's going to be just like this. Right. I know I'm allowed to be myself. Yep. It's going to be real talk. I get to share only that which really is meaningful to me mm -hmm. right now and, mm -hmm. and you, to you or mm -hmm. wouldn't be here. And then just sit and hold space until what's next just drops in. Um, so it's scary. It is scary. It's terrifying. Well, dude, there are a couple of instances in my life where, I mean, you saying that it's, it's, I had in law school, I had a, um, uh, uh, psychologist or psychiatrist. And, and I was at a place where like, I didn't know what I, I'd gone through law school and was like, I don't want to do that. I can't do this. Like I basically broke down. Like I, my, my soul was screaming. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in purgatory and he said, you know, yeah, you're, you're stressed. You're freaking out because the fear of the unknown is one of the biggest human stressors. Right? So you have that on the one hand, and then you have Zanzibar telling me, that the, that the unknown is the ultimate space for creativity. That's right. And those two things, they live together, the fear yep. and the ultimate creativity, and you're living in that. No, that's and it's, right. Dude, it's, high, it's so powerful. I just shared this analogy the other day that like what, I've, what I embarked on a year, 18 months ago that you so clearly witnessed was like a sailing around the world, right? So it's like, I know I'm gonna get on this boat and I know where I'm, I know the map. Yeah. But I also know there's going to be some storms out there and those storms could last longer. They could be shorter. I'm going to encounter big creatures. I'm going to encounter the boat's going to break. The sail's going to break. I'm going to meet new people. I'm going to see beautiful lands. I'm going to experience amazing food. I, I can, in my mind's eye, I can picture and then being the foresight master, I, I'm trying to pre-think and be prepared for everything. And the one thing that I wasn't prepared for was I'm in the middle of the ocean right now and the wind stopped, right? I, everything is intact. The sails working, the motors working, the boats floating, the sun's out. The, there's you know there's no storm, but I can't move. I'm immobile, right? And what happens in this space? The the fear of unknown is one of two things. You press on right to the creative space where the magic happens right what is it there's a saying uh, everything happens uh, on the other side of fear mm -hmm. everything beautiful happens on the other mm -hmm. side of fear mm -hmm. the other which most people do is they retreat back to shore so it's like right now i, I need to do something so i'm just going to pull out an oar and start paddling back to shore because i know what's there that's safe the other is i've just got to go down under deck or pull a blanket out on top of the deck and just lay here until the wind picks back up and then finish out the journey. And I'm in that dead calm in the middle of the sea right now. It's scary, it's mm -hmm. scary as shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Because you want to get that aura. Right. You want to blow in this. That's right. You got <laughs> yeah. it. That's yeah. it. I got to keep going. I yeah. mean, like, right? I wasn't prepared for nothingness, especially for somebody who's a doer. Dude, well, and what's so interesting is like, if this is the first definitive major time where you've really done this, yeah. 
to see what magic is going to be created from the space. I know it's going to be really special. It, it's interesting because yeah. I've gone through a similar journey on the marketing side of things with my business where just a couple of months ago, I was just like, let's just stop. Yeah. Like we, we come to our marketing meeting, yeah. my team every week and we're like, oh, let's do it and then yeah. let's do it. And then, okay, you got the thing and right. you do the stuff and let's go and let's create, create. Yep. And it was like, I let's just take, let's just see what comes to right. us. Let's just relax. Yep. I've been reading books and you know, um, uh, yeah, this is marketing and mm -hmm. you know, stuff. And it's like, oh, I'm just trying to force it. Every chapter, I'm like, that's a great idea. Here mm -hmm. we go. And it's just like, let me just relax and see what, see what gets filled. Yep. Like I, I, I use an analogy that, you know, when you create a vacuum, um, you just pull everything out of a space. Um, the stuff that's supposed to get pulled in there will get pulled in, right? And so, so I think in that space, um, it'll be so cool to see what to see what comes to you, mm -hmm. to see when that wind starts blowing and which mm -hmm. direction it's going to go. I can't wait to be on the uh, on the journey, man. I love being a part of. Of the world you've created, Thank you. I love seeing the your your continued personal journey and your your uh, you know exploration. And I love being, dude. Quite frankly, I get to benefit from all the shit you're doing, man. I get to benefit from all the shit you're doing too. <laughs> so, so you know, so I love reciprocal it. Reciprocal, dude. That's the value. That's that's, that's right. the, you built something where like yeah. I truly can say when I give in, when I give to North and Co, when I yeah. give to Brian, when I get whatever, yeah. it just it flows, man. And that's what I found in 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 this is what I have in my in my life with Beth. The more I give to her, the more she gives to me, and it just grows, and it's just this ball of gooey goodness, man. So thank you for doing what you've done. Thank you for being you, man. Thank you for coming on here. This Thanks is a for this platform. Talk, I mean, dude. this is this is the Brian North the world's going to get for the rest of my life, starting it. now. So you know, it, the days of uh, CRMs and lead generation conversations for me are over. You know what I mean? Those those days, days are gone. And uh, so I appreciate you offering me a platform to talk about things that not everybody wants to talk about uh, that, you know, some might perceive as woo woo or, you know, whatever it might be. I'm totally fine with that. You know what I mean? If anybody's thinking that out there, they might need to look inward a little they, bit. They may want know, a little woo-woo in their life. They might need to have a conversation with their inner warrior. I you love know? it, so, man. Uh, no, I appreciate the platform, man. This is a blast and my honor. And uh, yeah, I think uh, this this is one I want a copy of, if that's all right. Hell yeah, yeah. absolutely. Perfect, man. Thanks, Love you. it. You know it. Yeah, love you, man. Thanks love for coming too. out. All right.